Hello, hello, near and far, and welcome back. Uh, I am your girl, Yana, and whew, if you listened to the last episode, <laughs> then you know that I was pre- pretty down and out. I mean, I really hit rock bottom. Um, And I can't say that I'm necessarily out of rock bottom, but I do see a glimpse of the light. And um, a lot of the times I feel like I'm versatile, right? Because I can, I'm very good at putting on my I'm fine mask and wearing it very well. Like nobody would know that there's anything going on with me unless I volunteered that information. Now on the flip side, I can also be very, very, um, I can be very vulnerable and, uh, open, especially when I'm down, which is not that common, you know, uh, with social media, we have, we share highlights and normally those highlights are our up days, our happy days, you know, when everything is fine and joyful and uh, we rarely show the down and out days, you know, when we're in our peaks. And um, that is something that I can very much do. But I won't lie and say that after I do it, after I do it, I feel very good for just getting it out. But I can't say that I don't get a little bit embarrassed for sharing. (laughs) And so, um, There was a moment where I really wanted to delete (laughs) that episode. I really did. And there have been times in my life where I've shared things and I share it. And then I almost get this like, (laughs) I get embarrassed basically. And I delete it right after. And whoever catches it, catches it. And who doesn't, you know, it's great. So I was really fighting within myself to keep that episode up. And I'm going to keep it up. And let me tell you why. Because I feel like when you are at rock bottom, like when you have nothing to lose, when you have nothing to pretend to be and you are at your lowest, um, you don't really give a fuck. And excuse my language, but you don't. You don't really care. And it's only up from there, right? Because what else could happen? And I hate saying that too, because, you know, the universe can very much show you more can happen, but just that's how I feel. So I'm going to keep it there also as like a measure marker, you know, as I continue on my journey. Um, but that lesson or that, that episode, what it taught me, cause I listened back to it and I can't listen to it without crying which also lets me know that, you know, I'm still in it. I I expect myself to be in it for quite a while. Um, Just the feeling of sadness from the events that took place. You know, I lost a lot of things. And there was one thing that I lost that I did not put in the episode that I I don't feel comfortable sharing. But just know that I lost so much. And, um, And I predict that it will take, you know, quite a while for me to get over that. Um, so I'm going to leave it there as a reminder of where I've been and also so that I can appreciate, I can appreciate wherever I am as I continue to climb and build my life over again. The other great thing about me 
hitting rock bottom and not having anything is that it's, it's a clean slate. And so now I'm sitting here now that I've, now that, you know, the lesson that I took out of losing everything is, um, realizing that I had been hiding behind these things, um, and also depending on these things to, uh, bring me happiness. And that's just not the vibe, right? We want, I want to cultivate a happiness from within, not just finding happiness from external things, even if that means, because I would take it as far as to sacrifice myself in order to make those external things happy so that I could feel (laughs) the happiness from those things, if that makes any sense. And if it doesn't, just bear with me here. Um, So now I just, I'm on a journey of cultivating happiness from within. I'm on a journey of building what I want my life to be, not even just like attaching. Cause, cause to be honest with you, I feel like, especially in romantic relationships, I have always sort of been attached to someone. I married my seventh grade boyfriend when we turned 18. So from the age, from the ages of 14, to 18. Um, you know, I was in a long-term relationship. Then we got married and we were married until I was 27. That's a long ass time. Then I took about two years to be by myself, but, um, I, I, I sort of stayed to myself. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take the steps to discover myself and the things that I like and the things that, um, you know, discover who I am, to be honest. I just sort of, worked specifically on healing from that relationship. Um, but I, I stayed pretty to myself. I didn't go many places. And then if I did, it, I would attach myself to like a friend that I found and, and, and um, do the things that would make them happy because their happiness brought me happy, you know, happiness. And that's in every relationship that I've been in friendship or relationship. I would almost been to whatever made they, whatever made whoever happy. Um, and I would get a sense of happiness from that, regardless of how I really felt in the inside. Um, so for those two years of being single after getting divorced, I had, you know, developed a relationship with a friend who, um, loved to go out and party and drink. And to be honest with you, I don't, that really hasn't been my vibe. Drinking hasn't been my vibe, but it did give me the courage to let loose. And I noticed that my friend actually liked me better when I was, you know, under the influence of uh, alcohol because I was more loose and not so much like in my little box. And, but again, that didn't necessarily bring any happiness to me. So, after sort of walking away from that friendship because it wasn't serving either one of us, I met, you know, my my partner from my last, this recent relationship. And um, then I just sort of, you know, matched his vibe. And I wanted to, and not that he even asked me to, but I wanted to 
do whatever it was to make him happy, you know, and, and not necessarily putting my input in on what made me happy because guess what? I don't even know. I just know that I can, I can get happiness from, from seeing others happy, if that makes sense. And, um, so now that that, and and then that's gone on for what, four years, right? So now that that has officially ended and I'm left here alone, I am looking forward to discovering the things that make me happy. Now, I know for a fact one of those things is dancing. I've danced my whole life. I can do it. I can do it nonstop. You know how there are things that like don't feel like a chore. They don't, even if it's like a hardcore and you're supposed to get tired. Like if you're truly passionate about it and you love it, like you just don't get tired of it. That is dance for me. And so I'm looking forward to getting back into that. But this whole thing has just this whole, (laughs) this, this moment in my life has just left me wondering what makes Yana happy besides that? Or or really, how do I cultivate the happiness within? Um, I think a lot of that has to do with confidence. I think I am very insecure because of um, the abuse that I have endured throughout my life. Uh, and so I think that came like the aftermath of that came with a lot of insecurity. And um so I'm looking forward to building my confidence. And although I'm still sad, I things just seem very much more hopeful for me. And uh So although I have to go back to the place that I didn't really necessarily want to go back to, and it has nothing to do with, with Minnesota in general. I love, I think Minnesota has so many good things about it besides the weather. It has so many great things and especially me leaving and, and being somewhere else and, um, sort of seeing different vibes in different places. Minnesota really does have it going on, especially like with how nice people are and, um, even down to the customer service. So it's nothing against Minnesota. It's just the events that took place in Minnesota make me want to escape it. If that makes any sense. Um, And I think that's where I fucked up because I'm running away from things rather than fixing it. You know, I don't think my time is up there yet. I think I still have some things that I need to do there um, before moving on. So I'm headed back to Minnesota and this moment in my life is about figuring out Yana, figuring out what I want, um, being selfish with myself and no more sacrifices, not including my kids. Cause that's, that's always going to be there, but no more sacrifices for anybody else. Uh, establishing boundaries, speaking up for myself. Like that's huge, speaking up for myself. But taking the time every single day to do something that brings me joy, that makes me feel that joy within, even if I don't necessarily have it, you know, externally. Like I can think about it or something and and it just makes me happy. Or 
or me doing something just makes me so proud of myself, you know, stuff like that. So, um, at first, and and I kind of wanted to get into escapism as well, because I think, especially as a, as a person who has endured trauma, um, I am very, very familiar with escapism. I think that it has very much served me well throughout my life to escape from my trauma-filled environment um, just in order to survive. It's survival mode. And so a lot of the times the way that I would escape is, and, and for a lot of the times that I would escape is like through a book or <laughs> Or, you know, through, I'm trying to think of like all of the things, but really through a book, even like daydreaming, daydreaming was huge for me. I could daydream all day, but before we even get into that, I kind of wanted to get into the definition of what escapism is. And in its most basic form, it's like intentional detachment, which is interesting because I feel like I have a very... Um, attached sort of personality, but anyway, it's it's intentional detachment and distraction from whatever your real world is. So it's like it allows you to momentarily sort of relieve yourself from your circumstances. Now, do I think that is a bad thing? No, but like they say. Anything good can be bad without balance. So if you are trying to escape your world, if I am trying to escape my world all the time, then yeah, that can be bad because I'm not living in the real world. You know, I could read a book and go, to me, that's me traveling into somebody somebody else's life. And I don't have to think about myself. And really, anything can be an escape, right? Watching television, listening to music, playing games, like all of that stuff, social media, all of that. Oh, even with food, all of that can be used as an escape. But um, it's about the balance, you know. And so I'm trying to get better with that because when I first found out that I was, you know, going to be heading back to Minnesota, I started to just fill up my calendar with things, you know, like dates, uh, friendship, lunch dates, and and dance, and working out, and spinning pottery classes, and extracurricular activities for my kids, and play days for my kids, and, um, you know, all of these different things, and I had to sort of take a step back, and look, and see that, okay, before I'm, I'm not even there yet, you know, and I'm already trying to (laughs) have an escape plan, right, and so, Instead of doing that, even though I do think it's healthy, um, instead of doing that, I I want to get to the root of it. You know, like, is there something that I I would enjoy doing in my real life world, you know? And why am I avoiding my real life world? And then how do I fix whatever is going on within my circumstances so that I don't have to escape it? Now... That's kind of tricky. For, that's tricky right now because I'm going back 
you know, the environment that I'm going in isn't necessarily the environment that I want to be in, but that's what I have to do for right now um, in order to sort of build a solid foundation for, for myself and for my kids. Not only just solid, but stable foundation. So um, I kind of have to do what I have to do. Um, but so it's going to be hard to not want to avoid some of the things that I kind of just don't want to be around. Um, but I think one thing that I can do is to speak up and set boundaries and, um, and also, you know, go out and do the things that I want to do. Like, you know, the, the hobbies that I would love to, to partake in, um, but just not have it fill up all of my day because there's a reason why I am avoiding the things that I am trying to avoid. And, um, and I think that that's going to take some healing as well. I need to heal that part and stop running from things. That's the main thing for me is like, instead of like really dealing with things, I will, I will run from them. I will run from them. I will avoid them. I will suppress them. And those are all not good for me. You know, it's not good for me because eventually they come up, something can trigger me and then it all comes up and it can be years and years later. And then here I am, you know, a big ball of tears still struggling with the same shit. So, um, and I'm sorry if I'm just, I'm just like talking and talking and talking about just, yeah, but I, I think the first step again is awareness. I'm aware of it. And also to make sure that there's a balance. I want to make sure that I'm not doing too much of one thing. You know, I am, uh, I'll be heading back, um, you know, pretty close to my mom. And before I was with my partner, so as a kid growing up, I had a terrible relationship with my mom. Um, it's always hard to want to tell my story because I never want to like talk bad on anybody because all is forgiven. But like, how do, but I, I still want to tell my story, you know, like I still want my voice to be heard and, and I want to tell my truth because it is the truth. Um, so growing up, I, I, I did not have a good life with my mom and, and I also want to, sorry, but I also want to tell my story without making excuses because when I say that, when I sit and say that on the microphone that like, you know, I didn't have a good relationship with my mom and I'm about to get into it. I also want to like sort of excuse her behavior by saying like, she didn't have a good life growing up. All right, there. I'm just going to say it. She didn't have a good life growing up. She didn't have a role model to teach her how to be a mother. And so she sort of did the same thing that happened to her to me. So a lot of my, I was, I was abused. I was emotionally abused um, by her. And I was put out a lot. Like in, in high school, I was known as the girl who used to be banging on the door, begging her mom to let her in the house because she didn't have anywhere to go literally. And, uh, so I lived in shelters. I lived with friends until I couldn't, I lived with, um, I lived, I slept on park benches. I slept in 
her car if she left the door open until she realized that I was and she would lock it. Um, that relationship, like, man, that, that was a very, very tough time in my life. And there's so much more in that. And maybe I'll do like a separate episode on that, but I didn't have a good relationship with her. It wasn't until after I got divorced, I, my escape was in marijuana and I was smoking blunts heavily. And that is how we could relate because as long as I've known my mom, she's always smoked weed. And growing up, I hated that. And I used to be an advocate against like not smoking and how dumb it was and stuff because I was familiar with like the mood swings. And if you didn't have the weed, how, you know, she would get angry and, and, uh, you know, lash out. I hated that shit. And also like just sort of the laziness. And, um, I didn't want anything to do with that, but I ended up smoking and, uh, Because going through that divorce, I just felt, and I just, going through that divorce, I just felt like um, I couldn't cope on my own. Like I, I've, I was a very high functioning, uh, I was high functioning, but I was also like going through major depression, major anxiety. And I also had to be a mother and I had to still pretend like I was fine. I didn't really have much support. So I needed something to sort of cope with my life. And so weed was my escape. And when I started, I I got heavily into it. Like I could smoke blunts all day and my mom could smoke blunts all day. And I think that, and that not, I think that's for sure how we bonded was because that's what we had in common. She smokes her weed for whatever reason to escape whatever she's, you know, been dealing with. And I smoke my weed to escape what I was dealing with. And we bonded in that way. But fast forward to now, now that I don't do that, you know, um, we don't really have much in common. You know, we don't really have the same interests. We don't really have the same thought processes. And and that's okay. Um, but it just made me realize that I I guess I could, we could figure out if there is anything that we can bond with or, you know, but, um, yeah, it just made me realize that it's like, we weren't really close because of anything else except for the weed. And so now that I'm going back in that environment and I'm choosing not to do that, I'm just trying to figure out a way to navigate that relationship, um, in a different way. Um, so it's going to be interesting and I think it's going to be hard and it's going to take self-discipline. I know for a fact, I'm never going back to smoking weed like that. You know, I think that weed is great. I think that it is, like I said in the last episode, it is a magical plant and it's, and it has so much healing, but any, like, again, anything good, too much of it, um, is it can be bad. And so I don't want to abuse the plant. Um, so my next step right now is just, I'm feeling really good. Like I'm feeling so much better. I'm feeling, I'm feeling hopeful and, uh, I'm feeling ready to just sort of discover me as in my early thirties, discovering who I am beyond the relationships that I've been in. I've been in relationships majority of my life 
And so I haven't figured myself out and I don't need to go through a whole phase or anything, but I just mean like, I need to know what I like, um, in all aspects, in all aspects and, 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 you know, hobbies and, and relationships and friendships and, uh, work environments and pleasure, like sexually, all of that stuff. I need to know what I like on my own. Um, because I've sacrificed so much sort of being attached to others, you know, like even I, I, I just sacrifice a lot. And so the first, so in, in, in honor of me building myself up and, and discovering who I am, um, it's an, it's an establishing a foundation and cultivating that happiness within and healing myself within and not just trying to escape my world, but in creating a world in the real world that I don't need to escape from. Uh, so I, I, there have been things that I have, um, that I have in the, in the works. One of them is dance, of course, and uh, working out, really getting the body, getting my body back. I feel like I had kids young, and so I never really uh, felt too confident with my body. And really, to be honest with you, I hadn't felt comfortable in my body at all because when I went through puberty, I was being, you know, molested by my father. Trigger warning, I'm sorry if that has triggered anybody. And so my body was never really my own to begin with. And then, so I went from that to being in a relationship very young, getting married, sacrificing my body, then having kids. And then like, you know, so I never had that chance to really be like confident in the skin I'm in. So um, I'm looking to build confidence and uh, a couple of ways, again, is dance, uh, working out and building my body the way that I want it to be, not for anybody else, but this is strictly for me. Like this is all for me. Um, and then I'm a huge, a huge, huge MMA, uh, fan, UFC fan. Like I love it so much. And so I found a gym, uh, MMA training gym and that me and my son, I have a 15-year-old son, we're going to start going to and training because, again, I think part of that confidence not being there is from me being battered, like this battered, broken, abused woman. And I'm so tired of that narrative. You know, I'm ready to reclaim my life. I'm ready to build my confidence because, to be honest with you, there's nothing ugly over here. Like, I know that, you know. Um, there have been so many people who say like, gosh, you're a beautiful woman who doesn't know she's beautiful. And that's kind of sad. But like, I know where that comes from. It's because of the way that I've grown up, but I don't want to live. I don't want to stay in that, you know? So I, I am, I'm looking forward to rebuilding Yana, what it is to be Yana, who it is to be Yana. Um, and yeah, so I think, I think going and learning how to fight is going to be a huge confidence builder. I think working out the way that I want to and building my body the way that I want to is going to be a huge confidence builder and and just discovering the things that bring me joy, the things that bring me pleasure and 
rebuilding my life. So before we, a week ago, maybe even a few days ago, I'd be like, oh my gosh, poor me. Why is this happening to me? Like, I don't see any hope. I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. But thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this, even though it brought me sadness. Like, even though I can still, I can still cry over it, you know? Like, I still feel it. I still feel the hurt. I still have my moments where I feel sad about, like, my old life being gone. But thank you, God, for bringing me here. Because if I were to die like this right now, not knowing who I am, not reaching my full potential, not being able, gosh, this is making me emotional, but not being able to, you know, be who I know that I can be, who I'm supposed to be, um, and, to, and to live my life the way that I'm supposed to live my life, man, I would regret it. I would regret it. And so, I'm so thankful for all of these experiences because it's just like putting so many of these like knowledgeable nuggets, this, these wisdom nuggets into my brain, even if it takes a minute for me to realize it and to see the bigger picture because man, can I zoom in sometimes and just like focus on the one thing rather than zooming out and seeing like the big picture of it. Like, yeah, you're losing this, but look at all that you're gaining. I'm gaining myself. I'm deciding to walk and do walk out on my own and not hide behind anybody else's happiness or not be happy just because someone else's happiness, getting my happiness from somebody else. I'm going to find that for myself. And that's how it's always needed to be. That's how it's always needed to be. Um, and also I get to bond with my son, you know, during this MMA training, I get to push myself to a whole nother limit. Um, and I gain confidence through that. And I get to show my daughter that I'm a badass. And that she doesn't have to like walk around broken and to like find and seek validation and happiness and love through external things. Because that's not what it's about. And if you go about that way, once you lose it, then you're, you be like me in that, in that last episode. And nobody wants to be like that. So... Here's to the rediscovery of me. And I'm so looking forward to it. I'm so looking forward to just really getting to know myself and falling in love with myself beyond who I come from, what I come from, you know, beyond my circumstances, because I am more than my circumstances. And, um, so yeah, I leave in about six weeks and I will keep you guys updated. I'm sure there'll be another episode. I'm trying to do two episodes a week, but it might be one episode a week. Well, I don't want to put any, you know, any for sure things out there, but um, we will definitely, you will hear from me again before I leave. But um, I'm just going to enjoy my time here while I have it here. Be in the now, be in 100% the present and uh, keep it moving. But there are good things coming for me. So um, yeah, I'll keep you guys updated. Talk to you later.